From Manhattan Associates, welcome to the nucleus of innovation in 2021, the retail and supply chain podcast which tackles some of the most important and pressing industry topics and developments from around the globe, including the latest and greatest innovations happening today, as well as how to prepare for the supply chain challenges of tomorrow. 2020 was certainly a year of unprecedented challenges for business and individuals all over the globe, but tens of thousands of businesses and millions of people have risen to the challenge to bring new energy, momentum and innovation to international commerce and life in general. Whether it was parents juggling work schedules around homeschooling, key workers helping vulnerable members of society, the people first approach thousands of companies showed towards their employees and communities or the flexibility, agility and pragmatism of organisations to meet the almost daily shifts in consumer behaviour, the world kept turning. For many organisations, large and small, the ability to pivot has meant the difference between staying in the black or shutting down shops over the last 12 months. And technology has certainly played an important role in weathering the challenges of the last year. But what are the key technologies that have kept the trucks running, warehouses stocked and shelves full? In our latest episode of The Nucleus of Innovation, we're joined by Ron Lazo and Greg Lanyard to discuss why transportation management has become a hot-button topic for many companies and the impact it has had over the last 12 months. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this episode today. Maybe we could kick off today by introducing yourselves, telling us a little bit about your roles and the most interesting things that you've managed to achieve during lockdown life this past year. Ron, let's start with you. Great. Hi, James, and uh, good to be with you today. Um, I'm Ron Lazo, and I lead Manhattan Associates Transportation Services Practice within our global professional services organization. You know, essentially, my team is responsible for all customer-facing PMS solution delivery for both our cloud and on-premise clients. You know, we're leading them through traditional project phases of design, configuration, test, and deploy. But our team also places uh, you know, particular emphasis throughout the project lifecycle on end-user enablement, training and change management, solution adoption, and you know, process automation to really optimize the customer experience, maximize the return on investment, and drive speed to value. You know, I've been with the company um, for about 21 years and in the transportation industry for about 30, both in a software consulting capacity and as a tra- transportation practitioner. You know, and I have to say this last year has been quite unique compared to the previous 30. Normally, you know, my weeks were spent in a plane to travel and engage with clients, you know, but over the past year while working from home and um, not traveling, you know, I've been fortunate to enjoy quality family time with my wife and kids, rescue a few beagles, you know, and finish up some uh, home improvement projects. Beagles. Now that's interesting. That's a whole new podcast right there waiting to be done. Uh, that, that's great. Thank you, Ron. And and Greg, what about yourself? Yeah, James, thanks for having me here today. Um, I'm the director of product management for our TMS, our transportation management system. Uh, I've been in this role for just under five years. I've spent about 25 total in the transportation and supply chain space. Uh, I have responsibility for the overall strategy, vision of the product, and, and obviously, uh, you know, from a release by release perspective, own the priorities and the, the go forward. So, 
from my perspective, similar to Ron, I'd say, uh, you know, definitely uh, been off the road for 12 full months now, uh, longest period ever in my working career. Um, interestingly, that that's allowed me to put more miles on my car, I think, this past year than I have in any of the previous 14 years of working from home. Uh, that's what being home midweek will do and tracking the kids around from activity to activity, I guess. Um, you know, I, I think probably uh, the other, you know, exciting thing I've been able to experience is having a 16-year-old uh, in, in the first half, early part of this pandemic, when when there were a lot less cars on the road, it was a great time to start to teach him how to drive. So uh, help me reduce the stress level a little bit. That's great. So f- thank you both for, for for that introduction to to your roles and and a little bit of insight into 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 you both as uh, as individuals. We we've got more than fifty years of transportation experience on the podcast today, so we clearly have the right people. We have the right guests for today's show. So uh, with that in mind, um, let's start with this first question to you, Ron. It might sound counterintuitive, but we have witnessed some positive shifts over the last 12 months. Can you speak to some of these impacts for the supply chain industry in general and the transportation management space more specifically? Yeah, sure, James. You know, I think, um, you know, one positive aspect is the what I'll call the increased elevation of transportation management solutions and how they can help our customers quickly respond to challenges, you know, whether they were caused by the pandemic or just due to general industry conditions related to factors such as, you know, tight carrier capacity, lack of shipment visibility, you know, or a need to increase service levels. You know, specific to COVID, you know, many of our customers across retail, grocery retail, form and wholesale distribution, you know, were designated as essential businesses and quite a few of them experienced, you know, increases of 200% plus in order volume in a matter of weeks that really stressed um, their transportation networks. So these networks that functioned so well before COVID, you know, were thrown off balance. And, and the traditional methods of how DCs were replenished, how product was delivered to stores, and ultimately to the store shelves and in the hands of the consumers, you know, were just highly disrupted. You know, so given all these challenges, our customers needed quick solutions and they didn't really have time for, you know, lengthy analysis. So when they turned to Manhattan for help, you know, our collective response efforts were really centered on speed to solve. And, you know, and that was measured in hours and days and not weeks. So so from a transportation perspective, you know, we saw changes in operational practices to increase shipment velocity and delivery frequency to get products to consumers faster. You know, some of our clients were bypassing distribution centers and shipping product direct to stores from suppliers or increase their use of cross-dock to speed products flow. So within our TMS, you know, our customers were able to leverage, you know, our modeling and optimization capabilities, simulate these scenarios, and then quickly implement creative configurations to action these initiatives. And I think overall, this, this mindset of flexibility, speed to solve, and agility, you know, it will stick and it'll stay. 
And we, you know, as we've certainly proven that viable long-term solutions can be implemented quickly and effectively, you know, to respond to these market disruptions and uh, ensure business continuity. And building on that thought, I think that, um, you know, evidence suggests that effective transportation management will remain an essential capability or competency post-COVID for organizations and having the right technology and partnerships are critical. You know, as I noted earlier, many of our customers experience major disruptions and volatility um, within their transportation networks, which expose, for example, you know, vulnerability in their carrier relationships. So if we think about, you know, what this means for transportation in simple terms, you know, many shippers just could not secure capacity for their loads, you know, even from their contracted carriers. So we saw numerous examples of carriers abandoning their commitments to pursue higher rates from other shippers or within the spot market, you know, resulting in our shipper clients having to go deep into their routing guides and tender loads to more expensive carriers. So that said, you know, we're seeing an increased leverage of our transportation procurement solution, you know, in bid events that are really treated with more transparency and collaboration between parties, which is certainly refreshing. You know, procurement events now are about aligning networks and achieving a win-win outcome versus historically being a a zero-sum game. You know, we're seeing dialogue between the shipper and carrier that is supported by data. It's now the norm, which is leading to, you know, open communication around network efficiencies and how shippers and carriers can achieve an optimal price and service solution, you know, across their networks. I, you know, I have a a story to share. I was originally speaking to one of our shipper client executives about the outcome of the recent bid. You know, when he shared that his mindset around carrier sourcing shifted from a low, lowest cost only priority to a result that really balanced cost service and network alignment. And he was still able to, you know, secure a committed capacity from his carriers. And while he certainly, um, you know, he could have enjoyed or realized more dollar savings with respect to transportation spend. You know, if he would have awarded, uh, you know, more lower price, non-incumbent than incum- incumbent carriers or shifted more over the road truckload freight to intermodal. You know, the reality of today's environment is that he could not justify the risk to the business um, with future service disruptions or service failures, you know, that would ultimately disappoint customers. You know, so what's great is our TMS can easily support these policy and operating practice shifts, you know, with carrier and contract management, you know, to help our customers stay ahead and respond, you know, favorably to to future disruptions. And I think his experience confirms my earlier point that, you know, a reliable, uh, resilient supply chain supported by smart logistics practice and the right technology partner is essential moving forward, you know, he feels, you know, our, you know, this this customer executive feels that the competitive landscape, you know, at least in his industry, is now being defined by who has the most efficient supply chain, 
And an important component of that is a dependable, you know, valued and, and partnership oriented carrier base. And that was fundamental to their evolving service and cost balance philosophy, you know, to keep them competitive in the marketplace. So I think, you know, that's one positive aspect that that will that will, uh, you know, remain in the industry moving forward. Well, there's some those are some really interesting takeaways there. I think a, a couple of things just to draw out there, which really resonated with me, Ron, the uh, the, the speed to solve element which you meant it, uh, which you mentioned, and and how much that has accelerated, and also two other key words for me: agility and and transparency, and business agility in general. I think is one of the areas which has has benefited. Uh, over the last twelve months, and and transparency in that dialogue element—that's that—that's always that's always a good thing. More transparency can only be good for business um, and, and supply chain and transportation in general. So let's let's stick with you for the next question too, Ron. What are customers telling you their top supply chain and transportation requirements are for the near term future? Yeah, great question, James. You know, and what I'm hearing from our customers is that. Um, you know, real-time visibility to supply and demand will remain a priority. And not just in light of, you know, COVID and, you know, the extreme order volume variability that our clients recently experienced and that I mentioned, but really in terms of continuing to enhance the overall consumer experience. You know, and as I think through the past 12 months of solution deployments of our TMS, you know, essentially every project we executed had either an enabling or enhancing visibility component, you know, with the ultimate goal really being to improve their customer service. And this this visibility um, and what I'm referring to is more than just where's my truck. Specifically, I'm describing shipment visibility spanning all nodes and channels in the network. So whether it's inbound to a DC DC to a store, vendor direct to a store, or direct to consumer, you know, our customers are tracking with more granularity, you know, at the SKU item or carton level. You know, for example, we have one retail customer that's providing carton level visibility to what's on the truck, you know, to ensure their delivery commitments, um, you know, are made to, the, to, their, to their customers. And, and also we're seeing some operational benefits as well with this increased visibility, you know, to help align, for example, store level receiving um, with the right planned labor. And these same concepts hold true in the DC. So clients, for example, leveraging our visibility capabilities in conjunction with our appointment management module, you know, they now know if a truck is moving as planned in transit. Did an exception occur? And if so, how do we proactively address? What is the new ETA? you know, and whether the truck arrived at the DC. So this data and this information um, is really critical, especially if you're making, you know, in-trans and inventory allocation decisions or just, you know, overall planning of labor within a DC. So I think this combination of real-time visibility data for actionable, intelligent decisions, you know, has proven beneficial to our customers' operations you know, the service commitments, you know, that they make to their customers. And, you know, like one, um, you know, this client executive shared, at the end of the day, our customers want to create the best experience for their consumers. And while this may sound overly simplistic, 
you know, customer service wins. So implementing the right TMS and establishing the right carrier partnerships really serve as enablers, you know, for these customer service objectives. Yes, that's that's very interesting, Ron. And and I completely agree. The real-time visibility element of it, me personally as a consumer, I absolutely love my Hermes and DPD and DHL apps that I've downloaded on my phone. For me, over the last year, they've they've been, <laughs> this is rather sad, but uh, an insight into my life over the last 12 months. They've been one of my weekly highlights when I get my, uh, when I get my text message or my email from, from one of those about a, about a, um, an upcoming delivery. So completely agree there and, and some, some, very, some very good points. Greg, um, Ron's made some, some excellent points there. It, it seems that challenging times have certainly driven innovation, flexibility and agility in the supply chain and transportation space. Can you give us a few examples of ways the Manhattan Transportation Management Solution has and continues to help customers succeed against a very challenging ongoing industry backdrop. Yeah, sure, James. So, you know, I, I think Ron did an excellent job of, of kind of covering the theme because that theme is the fact that everyone has had to adapt to change over the last year, right? That's the reality that everyone has faced in our personal lives and in the corporate world. And it doesn't really matter in the corporate side if you were a retailer, a manufacturer, or a distributor, whether you were large or small, you know, there was impact that was felt somewhere in your supply chain. And that's where, you know, TMS comes in. Um, you know, I, I think first, you know, point is really that that has led to this necessity to be able to implement technology that can manage that change faster. And Ron alluded to, to that in one or two uh, comments he made. Uh, and what that means is, you know, it, companies need to get that technology in place faster so they can implement the change faster so they can realize the value and the benefits of the, you know, the, the software and the systems that uh, can help them reduce costs and, and, and better serve their customers. So we've seen customers, right, that have looked to TMS you know, to, to do a variety of different things, obviously, but in some cases it's trying to, you know, better the communication and the collaboration that they have with their trading partners, the need to, you know, uh, improve outdated manual processes or EDI based practices when it comes to communication and, you know, real-time visibility is a good example of that to, to get better information faster. Uh, we've also seen, you know, customers that are, focusing on the inbound side of visibility, right? We, we've seen supplier shortages, uh, delays that are causing you know, negative impact on manufacturing and distribution. So the focus on the inbound visibility side is, is driving more you know, TMS focus. And then we're also you know, obviously seeing uh, people you know, wanna and need to change their optimal distribution yeah, efforts and the channels and the routes that they're familiar that they've been familiar with for years and years in the past. All of that has changed over the last you know year to, to two years, and the way that they handle delivery across that outbound network because they've had to add new DCs closer to their customers for faster delivery, or just the fact that customers are ordering more you know in smaller volumes uh, you know uh, of shipments. All of these things, you know, impact rates, costs, you know, the carrier selection, 
the the routes, the delivery times, and, and all of that, you know, ends up being, you know, what's my cost to serve my customers? And now, you know, TMS can be modified, if you will, and deployed based on that new optimization that's necessary. So we've seen, you know, a lot of different, you know, TMS implementations streamlined to to that sort of four month mark. Uh, you know, what we call a rapid implementation because the truth is every day that isn't optimized is costing these companies, you know, dollars uh, off the table. I think second um, point I'll make is just that, you know, we've seen certainly the opening of more markets for TMS over the last year, um, and, you know, due to some of these challenging times, you know, TMS has certainly been uh, at the forefront prior to, to just, you know, this pandemic world that we're in. But, you know, regardless of company size, industry, geography, um, we're seeing, you know, expanded opportunities, whether it be in Europe and South America, uh, and, and of course, throughout the, the U.S., uh, you know, the, there's just more companies uh, across the, the spectrum that are looking to TMS now, which is, is obviously a, a good thing for us. And I think the last point I'll just make is that, you know, this last year, the the adjustments and the pivots that, that I kind of talked about and Ron alluded to, um, everybody's experienced such change that it's really opened many supply chain professionals eyes and minds to what's next. I mean, what happened here in the last you know 12 months couldn't have been predicted, right? Um, but now people are asking, well, how can I be better prepared or better predict the impact of future changes? And what are those changes? Uh, and what impact is that going to have on cost and services and, and my profitability in the future? So, you know, we talk about being able to do that with the TMS and there's, you know, strategic modeling type capabilities that are allowing companies to, to help with those pain points as well. Those are some, some really excellent real life examples there, Greg. I, I must have, it must have come as no surprise to either of you then to see Manhattan listed once again in the top right hand section of Gartner's latest TMS Magic Quadrant. Greg, would you like to take just a couple of minutes to summarize the importance of this inclusion again in 2021? Sure, James. So, you know, we're definitely proud to be placed in that TMS leaders quadrant uh, once again by Gartner. Um, you know, uh, if you look back, it's a combination of things that have gotten us there. It's product innovation. It's our vision for the future. It's our ability to provide positive results to our customers you know, all of these things together have helped really get us to this point. And truthfully, we're even more excited about the year ahead and, and what's to come. Uh, if I could, I'd take a moment to, to just say, listen, we've got a, a great team of very experienced supply chain and transportation experts uh, at Manhattan. Um, you know, that spans across our R&D, uh, Ron and our services team, our support team, uh, all the way through to marketing and, and their efforts. And, you know, I would just like to say thanks to the entire team for helping us get to that point. Um, you know, we expect to stay there and we expect to uh, progress as we move forward. But uh, a great accomplishment. Uh, always nice to have a, a third party, you know, share their thoughts and, and feelings on, on where you stand uh, against the thousands of uh, TMSs that are in the market. And, uh, you know, we look forward to uh, pushing out more great stuff in the future. That's great. And I, I love three things that you said there, Greg. Uh, well, I love more than that, actually, but three things really stood out for me. Innovation, vision, and listening to our customers. That sort of sums up Manhattan uh, overall, I would say. And on that very positive note, 
that is a wrap for today. I would like to thank our guests on today's episode, Greg Lanyard and Ron Lazo from Manhattan Associates. And I'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. If you'd like to take part in any future episodes, do feel free to send us a DM via Twitter with a suggested topic. That Twitter handle that you'll need is News, or you can reach out via LinkedIn, and that's for Manhattan Associates, or you can reach out to Greg or Ron. And don't forget, if you want to find out more about Manhattan's inclusion in Gartner's latest TMS Magic Quadrant, you can read the press release and find out more on our website and via our social media handles. Until next time, it's goodbye from Ron and Greg. Cheers, everyone. Thanks, James. Stay safe, everyone. And it's thank you for listening from me, your host, James Canamash at the Nucleus of Innovation. We'll see you soon. Stay well, everybody. Thank you.